Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today I'm joined by Liz Nierswicki. Liz is a body and consciousness guru. She's a creative futurist and entrepreneur who lives and teaches her manifesto of body, mind, and soul mastery. She's the founder of Solus Yoga Studio and Solus Yoga School, the founder of Figure Fit, an online health and fitness website. She's the international best-selling author of Happy Healthy Fit, and she's the host of the Figure Fit Lifestyle Coaching Podcast. Liz also lectures, leads workshops, is a product creator, offers private coaching, and leads mastermind groups. And I'm so grateful that she was able to join us today. Before we get into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. (laughs) I worked way too much. (laughs) Um, When I'm not working, I work. (laughs) That's the truth of it, because I like what I do. So I'm always like creating, but... Um, when I'm not, I'm such a spiritual geek. So I like to be reading. I like to be reading spiritual books, um, neuroscience books, human transcendence type of books. I like, I've always had a big, um, passion for why we humans do the things that we do. And, um, you know, I, I have the gift of, um, being able to see people. And being able to see things that they don't even see in themselves. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's hard for people. <laughs> and so I have a small circle of people who really know this about me because they'll, they'll call me because they're like, what is, what is it? What am I doing? And why? why? And I have this keen ability to kind of see um, into addictive behaviors and um, thought systems and why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. So um, that's... You know, I really like to do that in a roundabout way. That's a long way to answer your question, but I do like to do that. I like to, um, I like to just chill when I'm not working. <laughs> right. We all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. How long has coaching been a part of your business and what led you to get into it in the first place? Um, I've been coaching for a very long time, actually, way longer than I've had a business. Um, I started my business back in 2010. My, my first business was actually I had some small businesses, which I won't talk about, but I had uh, my very first massive business. My big, bigger scale was um, my yoga studio, Salas Yoga Studio in 2010. And that's really when I started coaching people on a, on a body, uh, not really body. Actually, I take that back. Um, I did some personal training and nutrition coaching way before I ever started my yoga studio. So in terms of like spirituality and consciousness, that was back in about 2010. So everybody knows that starting a business on your own can have a whole lot of ups and downs. Can you tell us about a time when you hit a real low point or had a big disappointment? Um, I've had a lot, actually. (laughs) Um, it's hard. It's hard running a business. Um, you know, a lot of people have this idea that they want to be online and do coaching. And honestly, the thing about it is like, if that's your passion, great, but it's hard. It really is hard. And you have to be an expert. In my opinion, there's a lot of people out there who, um, 
think that just because they know something, they're going to go out there and it's just going to be a win-win. But it's not always that way. I mean, even experts have a hard time, you know, getting traction and their feet on the ground. And so that would, I would say when I went from a brick and mortar store to an online business, um, it was, it was, it's just a totally different ball game, it, totally different systems and a way to run the business. You have to market yourself differently. You do have to have a unique message and something that's going to help you stick out in the crowd, you know, because it is a pretty, there's a lot of coaches out there. And, and the thing about it is for me, I look at it, I'm like, okay, what I want to learn from that person, what have they done significantly that mm-hmm. makes me want to learn from them and not to, you know, uninspire people. But I really think that if you have a very strong and unique message, then absolutely do it. But the thing about it is be really authentic because if you're not, you're not going to connect on that human level with people. You talk about maybe having some disappointments between going from brick and mortar and then taking it online, or just maybe that was a rough spot. Can you talk about a time when you finally started to get momentum? Um, yeah, so it was really for like both of my businesses. My, my first yoga, when in my yoga studio for two years, I was just every day grind, 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 grind to get my business up and running. And then I was like, I can't live like this. So I decided to create a school and, um, you know, I had plenty of teaching experience, plenty of hours of teaching experience. So I just decided that I would create a yoga school and find out what I needed to do in order to do that. And that took me about nine months to create the curriculum for that program. And then I started to go that route and start to train teachers, you know, train the trainer Mm -hmm. type of a model. And that was a really good move for my business um, and also for my own sanity (laughs) because it allowed me to bring people in. And in my first group, I had 10 teachers and I, once they all graduated, I was like, you're all hired pretty much. They weren't all, but I was like, you're all hired and I need you to like teach, just teach, you know, my business go do and just you do it. And, um, yeah. So once I got them going, it was, uh, like freedom (laughs) for me. And then, um, then that actually helped me to start my online business. And when I did the, when I decided to take my business online, that was really simply because I had people saying, how can I work with you when I'm in Missouri or how can I work with you when I'm in the UK? And so I was like, I don't know, let me figure this out. And I had some friends who were doing online business coaching and for, um, like body stuff, Mm -hmm. not, not like yoga, you know, or, or things like that. So that's when I was actually always doing um, my personal training in my yoga studio because that was always my habit, my hobby, my personal thing outside of the yoga. And so I was like, I'm going to take that one online. I'm going to do that business. And because yoga is just different than giving somebody a workout. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one I took online and I decided to um, start you know, coaching with that one. And it took me about 2014. It took me, I don't know, maybe took me a while. I spent way too much money on that website. It was a custom built website. And once I launched that, it kind of had some really good traction right away just because my marketing background really helped me. And, but what happened there is it's a competitive market 
And I realized that I didn't have the back end system in place that I needed to have in place. And I worked that business for a good year and a half and I had some really good launches, but I wasn't able to scale my business or myself there for that matter. Hmm. So I started doing a lot of research on, you know, like click funnels or um, Infusionsoft or uh, what are some of the other ones? And I just really started looking into these and I was like, I want to, if you're online, you have to automate, period. That's what you have to do. And it doesn't matter if it's a service like I offer, like fitness, you still have to automate it. And even coaching can be automated. If you have a message, you're going to say the same message to 20 different people, to 2,000, to 20,000, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the best way. You need to find an opportunity and a way to scale your business, your message, and your platform. A lot of coaches get into that mindset of one-on-one coaching. And like you've been saying, to be able to take your business to a next level, sometimes we have to get out of that frame of mind and we have to think about how can we get the message out there to more people. Exactly. You know, you'll waste, you'll spin your wheels. I mean, it's one person matters. Absolutely. And saving the soul and the life of one person is everything. And a lot of the times your message can be directed at one person, but sent to millions or or thousands. So we've been talking about how to scale a business, how to get that one message out to thousands. You know, many times people will set goals or benchmarks for themselves to measure this sort of success by, you know, it could be a certain number of discovery calls that they book each week, you know, a certain number of new clients each month, or maybe a particular monetary goal that they reach. Do you think that it helps to set these types of goals? And can you maybe talk about a goal that you set for yourself like this? So money has always been a good motivator for me. I like to set a goal. Like if I have a launch, I'm like, okay, this is how many people I want to have. And I want to make this amount of money per month by the end of July, for example. And um, it's a good benchmark. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, I've talked to people who set sales goals for themselves. But what I also find to be interesting is particularly coaches that I talk to, they seem to get drawn into this sort of mindset sometimes that you shouldn't be charging very much. Um, you know, you should only be concerned with how many people you can help. And while I think that that is you know, a lot of times that's the cornerstone of coaching is being able to help people. I think that a lot of people seem to forget that you go into business to earn a living. And these two things can coexist um, equally. And you have to be able to get paid for the services that you're providing. <laughs> you know, the thing I actually was listening to a podcast the other day. And it's my friend, uh, Chris Harder, his podcast of, I forget the title of it, but it's like, when good people make good money, they do good things. And they kind of got into a defensive mechanism, like a defensive train of thought around defending the fact that you have to charge for your services. And I actually have a really good analogy here. And it, and it really happened with my yoga studio and the teachers that are there not really feeling like they could command a certain rate. And I'm like, look, you're giving your human capital 
to teach people. Not only are you teaching, you're giving your energy, you're giving your intellect, you're giving, you're basically a therapist. So what does a therapist make? You know, what does um, a a massage therapist make? What does a true therapist make? Or a psycho, uh, what are they called? Psychotherapist. What do all they make? What do all of those people make? And why are you different? You're not. You know, so I was like, you really have to get into that groundedness of what your value is that you're offering. I like to tell them, I go, you don't get to go over to the grocery store and walk in and go around and fill up your cart and walk out with free groceries. So why the heck do people think they need to defend taking money for a service that they're offering? You don't go get a haircut and walk out for free. You don't go to the car dealership and say, hey, this Audi is really nice. I'm taking it. No. So that's my thought on it. And I just, I end it there. I'm like, there's, there needs to be no defense in earning money for what you're doing. Yeah, I agree with that. It seems like there's so many people that like to say, like, because it's, it's your knowledge, you know, you should be willing to give that away. That's just a mindset that everyone's gotten into, particularly around coaching and just in giving advice. It's almost like you're just giving me advice. Why should I have to pay so much for that? And people just don't take into account all of the the learning and the training and the experience and all of the time that goes into being able to offer that to people. Well, I think you're right. And I think that the more people defend it, the more they're staying in that space. So I say, turn your head completely away from it and don't even engage. Don't engage in it. Because like, like you just said, you, you spent a lifetime of learning and doing the work and gaining that knowledge. Like I'm 39 and I spent my life's work. And if somebody, I'm valuable. Knowing me is valuable. Spending time with me and the things you're going to learn from my life experience is absolutely valuable. And I know that until somebody knows that they're not going to be able to command what they're worth. I love that. You know, I would love to know a little bit about the future. I'd like to know what you're most excited about creating next in your business. Oh, boy, you hit the nail on the head with that one. I'm like a massive creator. It's actually bad. (laughs) (laughs) I have way too many things that I want to do. And it's so hard sometimes because there's only one of me. Um, Right now, I'm in the middle of launching my newest website and my 90-day transformation. And the next thing that I'm launching is a program called The Goddess Manifesto. And it's a program for women that really teaches them how to be strong in their independence. Hmm. And um, I've I've met a ton of women over the course of, you know, owning my yoga studio and working with women who really just don't have a sense of worth. They have no value. They don't feel like they have any value. And so that is really put out there in the world and they don't have goals. They don't, um, they just give their power away too much Mm -hmm. and, and they sit, they put themselves on the back burner and that's what kills me. And so, you know, I've, I've, I'm really strong and I'm really independent. And there's been times I've actually gone um, into relationships and I found myself giving my power away. And we do that in love. We do Mm -hmm. that. But there's a a degree to where that's really unhealthy for that person. And I did a strong camp last year with a bunch of women who are in these relationships where um, they tolerated things that when they're telling me their stories, they're telling me things that they tolerated. And I was like, oh my God, I would never tolerate these things. It's no wonder why you got sick because you stuffed it in. You right. stuffed all this stuff down and you didn't speak. You didn't, 
you know, show your true heart and you didn't speak your truth. And therefore you got cancer mm-hmm. and almost killed you. And like, what is it worth? You know, like our feelings are always telling us something. They're always, they're our guidance system. And if you're not happy, there's something to be said and you got to listen to it. You know, you got to move into that. So that's one of the programs I'm creating. And another program I'm creating, which I'm super excited about, it's called, it's a meditation program called the Heavenly Mind. Mm-hmm. And my, my reasoning behind that one is the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within you. And yes. whenever I, when I became a yoga teacher, you know, like Buddha says, uh, your peace comes from within. And I didn't have a strong meditation practice in the beginning, but now I do. And now I get it. I get why you, why your peace is within. I get now in a different way, way, why the kingdom of heaven is within you. And that really heads more into conscious creating with the universe and like metaphysics mm-hmm. and um, aligning with your higher vibrational self rather than a lower vibrational uh, addictive nature of things that we humans get attached to. And so it's all about our mind. It's all about your mind and what your mind is telling you, what you're projecting onto the world. And I have had in my family, um, a really, really close family member attempt suicide. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, oh my God, this work that I'm doing is life changing, life saving. You know, if a thought can make, if somebody can get on a downward spiral of thinking, then they can get on an upward spiral of thinking too. And it's my mission with that is to help people create that heavenly mind, that focused mind, the one that actually helps you to create the life that you do want and the one that you love. Yeah, that's great because I know I know my mind likes to tell me all sorts of things that aren't true. <laughs> and I'm sure that, that a lot of people are that way. <laughs> oh, we are. <laughs> I think that sometimes, you know... We, we beat ourselves up. We're like, oh, I'm just this way. We're all that way. We're all that way. And it, a lot of it plays into part with the company you keep mm-hmm. and who you surround yourself with. You know, what, what kind of mindset your parents had, um, what you saw growing up, your work environment. It all, it all matters. And now I think more than ever, that kind of a program is so important. I have a 14-year-old and... The first thing he does is look at his phone all like in the morning Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh God, I got to help him. I mean, he's good, but at the same time, I want to make sure that he knows a process. You know, he has a process that he, that he knows what alignment is, alignment with his true higher self Mm -hmm. and that he knows what being disconnected from that is, you know, it's so important. And, um, that's my goal is to help people. And I found that through really, honestly, my yoga studio. I never really thought I would have that, that, that I never planned this. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. kind of happened. You know, it's funny how everything happens, but the yoga path really led me down this way. I actually had studied psychology in college and I have an undergraduate degree in that. And so, um, really understanding the mind and then, but the yoga path of concentration and focus and meditation how that really hones in on your ability to stay uh, clear and peaceful. Um, that's my mission. That's what I really want to help people with. My studio is solace and that means peace. And so for me, it's always about peace and inner peace. 
I'd like to shift the conversation just a little bit, if we can, and talk more about actual business, what's working in business. Now, when I read your bio, you've got a whole lot of stuff that you do, a lot of stuff that you're interested in, and and like you were saying, a lot of stuff that you enjoy creating. So can you give us just a little bit of an idea of how do you generate revenue in your business? Um, Which one? (laughs) The online one? (laughs) (laughs) yeah so with the online business it's um it's really it was it's always been about service my program my online figure fit program and it's a monthly subscription-based program and people get workouts and coaching from me nutrition coaching they also get um, meditations and so that's how my online business would generate revenue. Plus, I would have a higher end coaching. Mm-hmm. And so my newest website that's launching my personal brand, it's me. <laughs> um, that is launching here soon. And that one is going to, like you read earlier in my bio, figure fit is the body mastery. That's my goal is really just teaching people how to take the science and utilize it. We're not different. The science is going to work for everybody. You just got to do it. And it will it will fall into place. And so for the body mastery, that's figure fit. And then LisnersWiki.com is all about mindset and um, consciousness and developing programs. So online, it's all about, you know, creating programs or creating communities where you can support people in their efforts of whatever it is they want to do. Eventually, I hope to do some entrepreneurial coaching. Yeah. But honestly, it's I'm not 100% fiery and passionate about that like I am some other things. You know, you just got to follow your passion. Well, while we're on the topic of the online business, let's just stick with that. Um, how would you say would be is your favorite strategy for bringing new coaching clients into your business? I love doing Facebook Lives. That's one of my ways. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing webinars. It's just eh, it's tedious and work and it's not fun to me. And I also right. have my podcast. So I just like talking. <laughs> I like talking. It's easy. You know, when you have to sit there and you have to plan, you have to put all these things together, that's not fun. That becomes work. Mm -hmm. And there's an easy way to just go live on Facebook, which is incredible. And you're, it's your own TV channel, really. You're just right there in front of all these people. Yeah, that's, that's great. Especially if, or, or the idea of just doing what really feels natural and what feels good and what's exciting to you. So if live or, you know, audio, visual if that's exciting that's what people need to do and then if if writing is what gets them excited just follow that path right exactly yeah I wrote a book too and that was I was passionate about that at one point in time you know right now I'm totally not passionate about writing I'm passionate about just doing fast things (laughs) doing something that's here now because inspiration when inspiration hits capture it there's something that I never really got in the past, and it was um, A Course in Miracles, one of these books that I read. It says, when it's given, give it. And I never really got what that meant until recently. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Because you have to give to get. But mm-hmm. when you've received the insight, give it. And then it truly becomes yours. Does that make sense? Sort of. <laughs> so, like, for example, like in a meditation, when you receive, um, I call them a download, an inspirational hit. Oh, I should go do this. Then you should. That's your spirit talking to you and giving you guidance. 
about something that most likely will work for you. Yeah. So if you if you get a little nudge, don't ignore it. Jump on it right then and there and go do it. And then if you get a different nudge later on, go do that one. You don't have to stick with something forever. Well, the problem is you might get a lot of nudges. <laughs> so <laughs> you do have to focus and you do have to have a mission. Um, and you can ask, you know, before you go into like a prayer or meditation, you can ask your spirit and, um, you know, just what you want direction in. And then see if you get it. If you get it, great. If you don't, then that's okay, too. You know, of all the things that you've done so far, I'm sure you have a lot of great advice for people who are just getting started. So I would love to know, what would be your idea of what the first step should be if someone's wanting to get into starting a coaching business? I would say get a good name, get a good name, and then go and research it and see if you can get the domain. And the, you know, through like GoDaddy and then see if you can get the Facebook page and then see if you can get the Twitter and then the Instagram and see if you can align all of those. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you just nailed your marketing. You know, you just kind of put that on the wall. That's you got, you secured your marketing, then get a logo and then go write out your business plan. And the business plan doesn't have to be some crazy, massive, big business plan. You know, I wrote my business plan and I never really used it Mm. um, for my yoga studio. And then when I did my online fitness business, I didn't write a business plan. I I just knew, well, and I I do have a business degree, so I did go to business school. You have to have the components, you know, you got to know the components of your business, operations, marketing. um, Do you need HR? Do you need waivers? Do you need, what do you need? You need to do your due diligence. You need to um, brand yourself, but also get secure that. Um, get a trademark. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what I was looking for. Trademark your idea. Get a slap a trademark on there so nobody takes it. Right. Yeah, that's great advice. That's just the business basics, and from there, just make sure that you go and you develop a plan of how you're going to develop and deliver your message. Yeah, that's good. So first, first, make sure your branding and your marketing is in order so it's easier for you and then start developing your your plan from there. This has been so good, Liz. I've learned so much from you. And I'd like to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Meditation. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? A fitness program, like a habit. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Conversations with God. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Facebook. And finally... How can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? I'm on all the social media platforms and my handle is my name. It's Liz Nerswicky. And um, my favorites, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't really like Twitter. I feel like Twitter's kind of dead, um, but I'm on Twitter. And I, my website, I have two. Um, my name is kind of hard to spell, so sometimes people get to it through figurefitlife.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but my website is LizNearsWiki.com. 
Okay. Well, I'll get all of those links into the show notes page so no one has to worry about spelling your name correctly. They can just click through from there. And this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business. Promosharecast.com always been a leader and I've always been pretty creative. It all starts with with character. of Success is a result of steady roller coaster. Just took a deep dive. It's a genius idea, right? Health, wealth, and spirituality. so good. Great, great. I'm Antonio Holman, and if you want to be more successful, check out my podcast, The Four Principles of Success at the4pos.com, part of the Success Media Network.